You're listening to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, what a weekend for the Bombers. A huge win over the Suns. And to top it off, Frio beat the Eagles to put us back in the eight. Oh, mate, and the good times didn't end there. We saw uh, Carlton getting drubbed, so that's always good to see. And all the results went our way, you know, um, obviously with Frio getting up over West Coast. Um, it was, and it was a cracking game. Like I watched the last quarter there, obviously uh, a bit more invested because um, the result had a big outcome for us. And, geez, I tell you what, that goal from Sarong was something special. But, um, yeah, look, mate, for us, um, yeah, I thought a really professional performance by the boys. Uh, obviously, the first quarter, you know, probably uh, they wish we could have tightened that up a bit. But I think um, the rest of the game, you, you couldn't fault it. Yeah, and we had a, a really good week when you think of it. And um, hello to Adam Sard if you're listening. Uh, he didn't seem too happy with the results over the weekend. But um, uh, what I was going to say was the huge news that the Bombers are going to be entering the AFLW competition in 2022-2023. Yeah, it's fantastic, mate. I'm super stoked, uh, you know, that we're, you know, we're going to be fielding an AFLW side. Um, you know, obviously they brought in a few new teams for 2022. Um, so it's uh, just just great to see. You know, we've seen how well the uh, VFLW girls have gone uh, this year, getting into a prelim, absolutely fantastic, you know, to see where the program has come uh, from previous years. I mean, you know, previously we'd sort of uh, struggled to sort of uh, win a game or two during the uh, during the season. But this year we've gone from strength to strength. And now for the uh, opportunity uh, for the Bombers to field an AFLW side, it's absolutely brilliant. So, uh, yeah, I'll certainly be signing up as a, as a member. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I heard Xavier Campbell on radio and, he said that they will do or everything in their power to ensure there's a female coach that will coach the uh, team. So uh, they've already spoken to about 20 female coaches and, um, yeah, they're very uh, you know, heavily invested in having a female coach lead the Bombers in their inaugural season. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And I think it's a real credit to, you know, obviously – as a club, but you know Josh Marnie coming over from Melbourne, uh, that was really one of his big projects. And I think projections were that we were really aiming for that 2023 season. So it sounds like it's been uh, brought forward a bit, which is uh, just absolutely brilliant. So yeah, full credit to uh, yeah the full um, coaching panel, the board. Um, yeah, but Josh Marnie, I'm sure, has done a mountain of work in the background there, uh, getting the uh, AFLW license there. So. Just fantastic to see. And uh, the good news didn't stop there. Uh, we heard about a scratch match uh, played at Windy Hill uh, on the Sunday and uh, Jai Caldwell uh, played a half a footy, I believe, and um, was uh, you know, pretty much uh, what Lee Tudor uh, said, sorry, um, was that next level kind of stuff for a return from uh, the injury of the last you know 19 weeks with those hamstrings, I think it was. So... Um, yeah, like if we could keep him fit, I'm sure he'd love to get into the side. It might be a bit difficult this year, but, um, you know, if he's putting out that kind of performance already, um, I wonder if the club's tempted to have a look at him. I mean, surely the temptation would be there. Um, and also, you know, I guess Corbyn will be itching for to get out in the park at, at AFL level. Um, 
you know, I wonder if, if it might be an opportunity to put him as a, uh, I suppose, the emergency sub there. Um, yeah, where he might not have to play a full game, uh, but if he is called upon, I'm sure he can fill a role for us. But, you know, that'll all be uh, left to be seen. But I guess the main thing is that, um, you know, he's back up and running. He's, he's played a good game. Um, and I do have to, yeah, give credit to the... Um, uh, obviously, the the medicos down there and the physios that have worked with the players, because uh, you know I'm sure, um, yeah. Obviously, there's a physical side of things, but also the mental side of things. You know, a bloke like uh, Corbell, he's had quite a lot of soft tissue injuries, especially hamstrings, over the years, and no doubt one more. Um, yeah, it could really make you question um, whether you cut out for for footy and like whether your body's going to um, cash your checks. You. Yeah, you're trying to uh, pay, but um, no, they've, they've, they've got him up and going. And um, yeah, for him to be back and playing such good footy uh, with that first sort of scratch match back is a great sign. So, you know, whatever the uh, club decide to do with Caldwell and obviously Caldwell decides to do for himself, because um, if he if he puts his hand up, uh, there's that onus on him as well. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Um those of us, uh, you know, fans of the red and black, would be very happy to see uh, Caldwell when he does run out uh, for the Bombers. And uh, one of the young players we picked, uh, I think on our supplementary list, uh, was Kane uh, Baldwin. Mm. And uh, he, after doing his knees in successive years, mate, um, you know, he's actually got back onto the field uh, in scratch match and he kicked a couple of goals. Uh, Again, in half a footy, um, and you know, he, he's just been rewarded with a another year on his contract, so he'll definitely be with the Bombers next year. And you know, we know we've got a bit of a uh, empty closet when it comes to you know forwards, key position forwards, and uh, he might be um, you know given an opportunity uh, next year. Uh, you know, I don't presume we'll see him this year, but uh, you know, from where he's uh, came from when the club first picked him up. Uh, he's obviously made some great inroads. Absolutely, uh, fantastic to uh, to Kane. And you know, judging on the highlights that we saw, you know, when we picked him up, <clears throat> he could be a real, uh, real talent. Like big, strong grabs. He's a um, he's like he's a big, got a big, strong frame on him. Um, so to kick a couple of goals and uh, make a couple of strong tackles for more reports, uh, great to see. Um, and I think, I think the important thing is, is, is he ha- him having that confidence in his body. I think if you've done uh, like a serious injury, it's almost natural to think you might, you know, be hesitant to go into contests. But obviously, they've done some work behind the scenes there, uh, get him up to the physicality required for AFL level footy, and he's applied himself very well. So great work to, to Kane and the team. So, um, yeah, I, I dare say we probably won't see him this year, but um, yeah, at least he's fit for the preseason and. Uh, Right now, that, that's what matters most for him. Now, a couple of players, mate, haven't played this weekend. Uh, we saw footage of Harrison Jones doing some laps, um, which is good to see that he's actually running again um, after having that you know, foot problem, uh, which can be you know kind of lingering if you are, uh, you know, and usually it's an indication if, if they're still in the moon boot around this time, you know, it's fairly serious. But to see mm-hmm. him doing a you know, pretty good pace, uh, Jogging laps is great to see. Um, Kyle Langford's up and about. He's doing some training, uh, you know, and they're saying he'll be ready for the final if uh, you know if that's where we get, uh, which we should from here. It's in our own hands now. 
Um, so Kyle Langford would be, you know, one of the inclusions for that final. And uh, we know Tipper uh, was given a 10-day, you know, heavy training block, um, you know, said to be struggling with some issues outside of football. Um, you know, and apparently he trained quite well this week. So, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see if he comes straight back in for the Collingwood game. But you'd have to think if we do make the final, um, you'd have to have a look at him, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, you, there's one thing, uh, you know, you can't have too many good footy players out on the park. So, um, you know, certainly if we are a chance to um, to make it and, you know, potentially win a, win a final if we if we get in there, mate, um, you know, you want your best 22 out there. So uh, you'd be giving everyone the best opportunity to put their case forward. And that competition for spots can only be a good thing, though. Yeah. Now, one last play before we go into the match review. Um, where does that leave Kale Hooker? We heard reports during the week that from Gary Lyon that uh, his mail was that Kale Hooker had announced retirement. Now, he hasn't done that. Um, and, you know, there's some reports that the club were happy for him to continue next year, obviously in a reduced capacity. Um, so that'll be one to watch, mate. Uh yeah, I'm sure that's a big decision for Kale. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, one that is contracted for next year, you wonder about Michael Hurley, um, you know, if he's going, you know, if he's, the prognosis is good that he can come back to footy next year and you know, and be able to play an AFL season. But being over 30, um, I'm sure that's a consideration for him. Um, and, you know, finally, there's some murmurs um, we made inquiries last year, made on Daniel Talia, who mm-hmm. was delisted by the Crows or said to be you know, delisted by the Crows at the season end um, when Truck is a big fan of his. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, you know, if Truck is heading down that route and um, you know, ask the question again. Yeah, well, look, mate, um, yeah, he's, a, he's obviously built for footy. Talia, and we've seen he, he can play some ripping games. And look, mate, um, you know, he certainly uh, could do a lot worse. And it, we've definitely shown uh, we do have a lack of uh, depth in that position. Uh, I mean, uh, look, I, I've actually quite liked uh, Jimmy Stewart filling in that key defender role, but it is clear that uh, he still needs a lot of work on his one-on-one work and his positioning. Uh, he, he quite often gets outbodied by uh, experienced forwards. So, um, look, having a, a, a Talia, if that's a, the case, or even another option, um, if we're looking around uh, to fill that role, uh, could only be a good thing uh, because if Stuart goes down, um, you know, we've, we've seen at times we've had to bring in um, yeah, Zerk Thatcher. And I think Zerk Thatcher does show a lot of promise, but I'm not sure he's quite at that key position size, mate. Uh, certainly, we, he couldn't go up against those gorillas of the of the uh, competition, like a Hawkins and guys like that. So, um, yeah, look, I'd, I'd be all in for it. I think, uh, really, if we're going to be competitive uh, against the, the better teams for longer uh, and certainly throughout the duration of the entire season, let alone games, uh, we definitely need depth uh, in all areas of the ground, so he'd certainly offer us that. Yeah, and with the Zerk Thatcher one, there is some murmurs, some clubs are uh, you know, hunting around for him, um, you know, seeing that he's on the outer, you know, not being able to cement a side 
in what would be his, what, his third or fourth season. Um, mm. I guess that yeah, there's, there'd be some clubs asking the question of him. Um, you know, so you talk about that depth in the back line, mate. It, mm. Yeah, if he was to go, you, you would want to have a bit more depth there. But um, yeah, that'll all play out season end. Absolutely. But, well, mate, um, yeah, we headed down to Geelong to play the Suns and we uh, had the win. Uh, uh, Chris Johnson said on the telecast he, he felt it was a three to four goal win. And you could see on, you know, on the actual footage, by the footage, uh, how far the ball was travelling. But um, as we will discuss this quarter, um, I just think we fell into the trap that we used to do in junior footy, mate, and that's where you, you got the win. So you just, you know, kick the hell out of the ball, just trying <laughs> to get it as far as you can, but, you know, with no dexterity. So, uh, you know, it's kind of rebounded back and the Suns, um, you know, worked us out a bit in that first term. But uh, the, the quarter started well, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, getting that first goal when, uh, you know, Gold Coast tried a hurried kick out of our forward 50, which floated in the air and was taken by Hep. Uh, Jackie Stringer, meanwhile, just uh, snuck around the back of him, called for the footy and kicked it right through the middle and he just read the wind perfectly, mate. Yeah, wonderful goal and uh, a great way to start the game. Absolutely. And then our, uh, our next goal came when, Archie Perkins pounced on the loose footy in the middle of the ground and he looked around and then backed himself, running inside 50 and drilling it from 45. Well, that was a classy goal. And as you say, mate, he just accelerated and no one could go with him. And, um, with Archie, he's been able to find the post a fair bit when he's gone. But, <laughs> yeah, he had pings for goals. So I'm sure that did his confidence. Uh, no, it didn't hurt his confidence, um, you know, taking the game on and, and really drilling a nice goal. Absolutely. Uh, and then we, we really could have had another opportunity when Clark marked the footy just outside 50, but his kick inside was horrible and to the advantage of the Suns defenders. So, yeah, just yeah, kicked that off his left foot and yeah, just went nowhere. But, look, eventually um, we rushed a point through up their end and neither side was really using it well, mate. Um, you know, Francis had a half chance but couldn't get it to work. Meanwhile, the Suns got another point. Um, and then Waterman got involved up the ground with a couple of bumps and a shepherd and was eventually paid a free as he nearly had his head ripped off. Unfortunately, we couldn't make anything of it, but I thought it was really good for Waterman to actually uh, get involved in the play there. Uh, Jimmy Stewart then got pinged for rushing it over the boundary line deliberately. And I think there was no arguing that case. Uh, and uh, for the Suns, Joel Jeffries, who took the kick, he was good enough to kick the goal. Yeah, that was a bit frustrating by Jimmy. He didn't need to do that. Um, you know, he basically just should have, you know, just kind of shepherded the ball out to let it naturally go out. Um, you know, that one where he just tapped it over, like, you know, the umpire was always going to pay that. And, it, you know, I just felt a little, a little brain fade by Jimmy there. Mm, certainly was. And then uh, we saw Townsend, uh, former Don, uh, then grabbed the ball from a stoppage and, he just had it with a one hand and slammed it on the boot into their forward line. And a strong mark was taken by Corbett, who went back to uh, kick the goal to put the Suns in front. Uh, then we saw Parrish grab the ball on the wing and center it to Snelling just outside 50, a beautiful pass. And then Snelling pinpointed it to Guelphie about 30 metres out. 
Um, unfortunately, he wasn't able to navigate the wind. Um, it's a good bit of play, but look, then we saw Parrish again have the ball on the other side not long after that, and he delivered it to Stringer beautifully right on the 50. Now, Stringer's kick was wayward, but marked by Francis right in the corner of the pocket. And he kicked it after the siren and managed just the point. So we finished the quarter even. It was two goals, two apiece, 14 points. And after starting the quarter quite positively, you know, kicking the first two goals, the Suns really controlled that second half of that term. And, uh, you know, it wasn't till late in that quarter where we got a couple of opportunities to get some scores back, but we couldn't make the most of them. Mm. Um, and so I was a bit anxious, you know, with the Suns having that win the next quarter, mm. um, considering the way we started, uh, you know, I just felt like, you know, we, we had to kind of step up our intensity because if the Suns had it all their own way and they used the ball better, you know, it could be really tough at half time. Absolutely, mate. Um, well, look, we started the quarter getting it inside 50 and managing just to rush behind, and the Suns got one of their own up their end. Uh, then we saw Guelphie play the role of small forward, pouncing on a loose ball and running in to 20 metres out to slot the goal. Yeah, we haven't seen much of that from Guelph, you know, where he's you know, almost front and square, you know, to take the crumb. Yeah, that'd be something like you'd hope Tipper would be doing, but um, great to see Guelph to do that one. And yeah, Absolutely. So. And uh, yeah, we got the next goal too from the next clearance when Zeret's kick was shallow, but Francis was really clever and he just tapped it into the path of Stringer who picked up the footy and dobbed it from 40 metres out. And all of a sudden, mate, we were two goals up. Yeah, as I said, going to that win, uh, it was great to, great relief to me to see those goals go through. But yeah, um, yeah, fantastic play by Francis. Knew that he had a defender right on him. Couldn't actually take possession. So just, as you say, paddled in front of um, Stringer. And, you know, Stringer just, you know, that was gun barrel straight, mate. And you know, he's a classy player. Certainly is. Uh, then we saw Cutler go for a bit of a run up the middle of the ground and deliver it to Waterman, who was interfered with going for the mark. Uh, but that wasn't paid. But eventually we worked it around inside 50 until Merritt kicked it to the goal square and it landed in Waterman's lap and he duly kicked it through. Yeah, another goal for the Dons. And, yeah, it wasn't long again. And we got another one of those front and square goals through Sam Durham. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, old Duz got in on the action. He roved a loose pill after Snelling kicked it in Wright's direction and he snapped it through for a great goal and his first game of a goal of uh, AFL footy. So excellent work to, to Durham. Yeah, I loved how the boys went to him. You know, like, and Sam just looked so happy, you know. Like, mm. you know it's great to see that enthusiasm just, you know, when someone gets their first goal and just how much it means to them. Mm. Um and, and how the boys made it special for Sam. So, well done, Buzz. Well done. Absolutely. Uh, then we had a great run of play with some brilliant running and ball use from end to end, uh, which was eventually marked by Perkins, who managed just the point. But, uh, geez, it was a good run of play, mate. You know, a uh, few handballs and that beautiful kick from Francis into the middle of the ground. Uh, just excellent work there. But, unfortunately, couldn't, couldn't finish it off. Uh, we kept pressuring, though, and after Shield intercepted the footy in the middle of the ground, he kicked it to Peter Wright. Right on 50, on a fair angle, you'd have to say. Uh, and he sort of thought, well, he slotted seven last week, so he'll be able to kick this one, but he managed just the point on this occasion. Uh, and that was followed by a rush behind not long later, and 
one also to the Suns. Uh, but we were 26 six points up with eight and a half minutes left. Um, and up our end, uh, Durham flew for a mark on the flank and was paid the free, I'd have to say pretty dubiously, uh, because the free was paid for a block by the Suns player that Durham had tried to use as a stepladder. Uh, but Durham got up quickly and delivered to Stringer right in the pocket, and he uh, kicks number three to have his 32 points up, mate. Yeah, Stringer was looking so classy, you know, um, and he just looked in beast mode, you know, like uh, no one could stop him. Uh, yeah. And when he feels like that, you can just tell that you know, he's just such a presence out in the field. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, it was the Gold Coast who did respond through uh, Pierre. Fiorini. Fiorini. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Fiorini kicked a, a classy goal to peg it back a bit. Uh, and then we saw Draper hit the ball down Stringer's throat and he pumped it inside 50 and Francis got a free as he was uh, shoved under the footy. Uh, but again, we managed just the point there. Uh, but Stringer was obviously worrying the Suns and uh, was held as the Suns players were um, holding him, going for a mark in the pocket. Uh, unfortunately, his kick missed everything, though. Uh, so maybe he just wanted to uh, maintain that accuracy, mm. um, not having a point to his name. But uh, luckily, after uh, Draper plucked one from the sky and pumped it forward, Guelphy again bobbed up to grab a loose footy and snap it through to have us up by 33. Uh, we later rushed one through to extend the margin to 34, and that's how we finished the the half. Uh, eight goals, eight, 56 to the Suns, three goals, four, 22. Yeah, it was a, like that second term, mate, was just total dominance. And as I said, any apprehension that we were going to struggle going into the wind was quickly, you know, uh, cast away because we made so much of our opportunities. Uh, and I think we learnt something from, you know, just going going uh, long just for the sake of it um, in that first term. Uh, we really started to, you know, really take note of our disposal and, um, that chain of handballs made ended up with a um, Perkins behind, mm. as you said earlier. Just brilliant to watch. It almost looked like a training drill, you know, how mm. um, all the overlap runs and, you know, that kick by Francis, as you said, mate, was just that, – that's the one. That's the one that breaks open the other team. Mm. Um, you've got to be good enough to make that kick because uh, you turn that over in the middle of the ground, it's a dangerous uh, area to lose the ball, but – um, yeah, the boys just really put the Suns to the sword in that term. I guess the big question was, could we uh, step it up again in the third? Absolutely, mate. And uh, we got our first shot at goal when Townsend gave us a free and a 50 to go with it, mind you, uh, for a high tackle. Uh, eventually, Hep had it and delivered it forward for Stringer to mark and kick truly from 20 metres out. So great start to the third. And he nearly got another after that. Um, after he was released by Francis, uh, but he slammed it into the post. Uh, Parrish soon after delivered beautifully to Clark, who uh, passed to Smith, who kicked a point. Uh, up their end, uh, Townsend passed it nicely to Sexton, who marked 25 metres out, but he missed, so um, no one really taking their chances there. And then we saw Clark pass it to Stringer, who marked just outside 50 and Looked like he was going to have a ping, but passed nicely to Waterman, who uh, marked it in the pocket and kicked a very nice goal. And great team play by Jake. You know, uh, Alec Waterman, 
uh, that's his favourite area to kick for goal. I noticed. Uh, you know, he, he likes you know, being on that that side of the pocket. Um, he, he kicks them very well. But uh, yeah, that was just great play by Jake. He just you know, quickly. Yeah, it looked like for all money that he was going to have a big ping from outside 50 mm. and just you know, hit up a, a teammate who went back and kicked the goal. Just another dimension to Jake Stringer's game that he's added, I believe. You know, mm. He doesn't need to do it on his own. He can uh, you know, set up his teammates as well. Absolutely. Um, then we saw Gold Coast uh, get a run at goal, uh, but after Heppel kept him honest with a chase, Corbett rushed his kick and missed a... Uh, we were pretty lucky there, mate. He could have really run it right into the goal square and just dubbed it through. But uh, look, then we worked it up the ground nicely with Snelling passing beautifully to Parrish, 35 metres out, straight in front. Now, you'd normally back him in to kick this, but he missed his shot to the left. Uh, and then we saw Redmond get the footy in the middle of the ground and he used all his time, uh, almost goaded the defender coming at him. Um, and he delivered a worm burner to Waterman who took a really nice mark about 40 metres out. Uh, unfortunately, his kick was shallow, uh, which is very surprising given, uh, you know, we know he's got a real leg on him, Waterman. Uh, so no score there. Uh, then it was as we locked it in there, we saw Hines grab the pill about 40 metres out, weave through a little bit of traffic and uh, drill a brilliant goal. What a pick-up, mate, he's been. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, I did have to ask the question, did he have skates on or... or- boots because a number of times he kept uh you know falling over or sliding over which he's done a lot i must say um but yeah no he's just so well uh, he's done so well for us and mm. you know when you think we lost mckenna and sard um and to have this guy just plugged in um to fill those roles that you know he's just done well and you know again obviously having redmond up confidence again uh, you know it was great replacements at hand Absolutely, mate. Uh, then we saw, um, uh, you know, just before the siren, Dev Smith got a free after being interfered with going for a mark. And he took the shot from about 45 metres out, mate, on a, on a fair angle, you'd have to say, after the siren there. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't have picked it, but he bloody dobbed it. Yeah, it was a, uh, yeah I was sitting at home and I'm thinking, well, you know, we know he's had troubles kicking that, that bar. Um, and the wind seemed to have died down a bit. You know, it wasn't a, uh, didn't seem to be uh, aiding the kicks as much as it did in that first term, particularly. But um, it was great to see Dev kick that one. And um, I've got to say, mate, I looked at the glance, glance at the free kick tally. Mm. Three quarter time, Essendon fourteen, Gold Coast three. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, like we were obviously had most of the footy, so it always gives you a good opportunity to get. Free kicks, but uh, you know, that's not a tally uh, Essendon fans are used to seeing. No, certainly not. Um, so we ended that quarter up by 10 goals. So uh, 12 goals, 12 84 to the Suns, three goals, six 24 going into the last. Yeah, we started the last, mate, and wasn't long before Jake Stringer would add number five. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, he was able to get on the end of a crumb after. Peter Wright wasn't able to mark it, but uh, Wright contested the ball to bring it to ground and Stringer snapped it through off his left for that number five, as you say. Um, and then we saw King got paid a free just outside 50, uh, but his kick was astray. Then we moved it up air end um, down that wing and 
we'd done that a few times during the game with some uh, really good-looking uh, handballs and you know link-up play. And eventually, Hind popped uh, the footy up in the forward line to Clark, who took the mark and went back to slot the goal. Yeah. Uh, and Clark, he's been all right with his set shots, hasn't he? Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, he's, uh, his field kicking, not always the best, but uh, goal kicking, he's done all right. So, um, yeah, look, then another chance came when Jake Stringer had his arm chopped going for a mark just outside 50. Uh, he passed it off to Redmond, who I thought was really going to launch it, but he decided to uh, go short and give Durham a chance. Uh, so he marked it, but uh, he only hit the post on that occasion. And then after antagonising all day, Townsend got a very soft free for high contact from Redmond. Uh, but he went back and kicked it through. And that's one thing uh, Townsend did show uh, when he was playing for us. He He's a good kick for goal. Yeah, he's been very lippy. Um, so I don't know if he has fond memories of the Bombers, maybe, because um, <laughs> I don't know if he was giving it to Nick Hind a fair bit. And I know Nick yeah. Hind was, wasn't there when... Um, yeah, when he was there, uh, but uh, Edison, I should say, but um, yeah, he, he certainly didn't like Nick Owen for some reason, or, or maybe he had the task of you know trying to catch him. And good luck, Jacob. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just found there was a little bit of uh, banter going back and forth, and a few bomber uh, bomber players, you know, had to go and you know almost calm Jacob Townsend down, you know. Mm. acting over the top. So, um, obviously, uh, as we saw at the end of the game, all the players obviously spoke to each other civilly. But, um, yeah, during the contest, uh, there was no love lost for the Bombers. No, mate, a bit of white line fever there. Uh, but then we saw Zach Merritt, who'd been cutting up the Gold Coast all day, uh, delivered it nicely to Dev Smith in the pocket. Uh, but, unfortunately, he managed to only the point and Look, that's about all the highlights, um, as it seemed both sides had more or less put the cue in the rack. Uh, and we ended up taking out the win by 68 points, mate. So 14 goals, 14.98 to the Suns, four goals, 6.30. And, mate, we're still in it. Yeah, we are. And, uh, we're in the eight. And that was our fourth time winning by 10-plus goals. Um, I'd like to know when was the last season we'd done something like that, mate, because uh, over the years... I can't recall it for a long time that uh, where we, you know, won games convincingly, um, mm. you know, so especially the second half of the season, mate, we've kind of struggled against the top six sides apart from obviously the Bulldogs, which was a great win, but um, you know, we just couldn't get over the lines with the Demons and you know, earlier in the year, Port and Brisbane kind of cleaned us up. Um, Geelong looked too imposing for us. But uh, yeah, I think that's really improved yeah, our, our competitiveness against the really good sides. Um, so it'll be great to have a crack uh, in the finals. You know, obviously if we get there. Um, you know, and I was looking at a few opponents, mate, who we might play, um, and there could be a list of teams. But like the most likely, it looks like it'll either be Brisbane or it could be the Western Bulldogs again. Um, and obviously, the top four teams, mate, as it as it uh, sits currently, will all play each other in round twenty three. So that obviously have a big bearing of uh, where these uh, teams finish. Mm. Uh, you got you know Melbourne playing Geelong, 
and uh, the Bulldogs playing power. So it's funny how the season set up the top four teams playing each other prior to the finals. Absolutely, mate. And yeah, I suppose those uh, aspiring to get in the finals as well, like we saw, you know, GWS Richmond, Frio West Coast. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, yeah, funnies. Like footy is one of those funny things, but um, yeah, glad we got the win. So now it's all on us to get the win over Collingwood next week. Yeah, and uh, we know they won't give it to us, mate. Um, they'll make us earn it. Uh, but it's good to see my check out. Uh, at this stage, I haven't seen any appeals, mate. So I think they've accepted that. So um, that's one less goal kicker for the Pies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see that for next week. But uh, why don't we have a break, mate? When we come back, we'll do our Don's Cast Metal Votes. And you're listening to Don's Cast as we go through our Don's Cast Metal Votes. And, mate, as always, it's your turn. Beauty. Well, uh, this one was a... It was a difficult one, mate. A bit like picking your favourite children. Um, yeah, there were so many players that put up their hands and had a good good game for us, but we could only go with five. Um, but for mine, with a one vote, uh, I went for Zach Merritt. I thought, um, again, he was just so so classy with his use of the footy. Um, yeah, made really good decisions. Uh, racked up the 31 disposals. I uh, had five clearances, 331 metres gained, five score involvements. Um, yeah, just the way he, he ran the lines and, um, you know, in that last quarter there, the last five minutes of the game, like we were already 10 goals up and he still went went and, uh, you know, laid the bump. Um, like just, just shows how uh, much of a competitor he is and, um, yeah, definitely thought I couldn't leave him off the votes board. For this week, um, so the one vote for him. Uh, two votes, I went for Jaden Laverty. I thought he was absolutely fantastic on King. Um, you know, reports were that King didn't need a uh, shower when he went off the ground, mate, because he'd already been given a bath. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, ended up with uh, 17 disposals, uh, racked up the four marks, uh, used the ball really well, um, you know, and uh, had nine intercept possessions, um, uh, yeah, eight contested possessions. Uh, but it, it was the stuff that didn't show up in a stat sheet, like just the, the body work he put on uh, King. Like he you know, found it very hard to uh, to get the footy. Uh, and I thought, yeah, Laverde was just strong there all day and uh, deserved the two votes for mine. Uh, three votes um, went for the you know, ever-reliable Jordan Ridley. Uh yeah, three votes for mine. He uh, racked up the 24 disposals, uh, used the ball really well, um, you know, about 80% there. Um, ended up with uh, 500 metres gained for us. So, uh, yeah, showed that really good link play. He gives us uh, seven intercept possessions, four score involvements, and uh, seven contested possessions. I thought he uh, showed a lot of um, real class down back, uh, which is... Uh, always greatly valued in that Bombers lineup there. So uh, three votes to him. Four votes went for Darcy Parrish. I thought he played a fantastic game. And he he actually used the ball really well as well. Like uh, there was those couple of plays I mentioned earlier where he 
uh, kicked it inside 50 um, and really to the to our forwards' advantage, which is something we're not almost not used to seeing, mate. He actually had a, a game-high 12 score involvements, so huge work there. Um, yeah, six inside 50s, uh, three intercept possessions, 11 contested possessions, um, yeah, 34 uh, possessions in total, but six clearances uh, with 563 metres gained. I just thought the way he used the footy, the uh, the lines he ran, the um, way he just kept presenting options uh, all game uh, with seven marks taken there. Absolutely fantastic. for the, So the four votes for him. But the five votes, mate, I had to go for Jakey Stringer. Uh, yeah, when you kick five goals, one of, as a forward, that's pretty bloody good. Um, but to go with that, it was his work in the centre as well, just ripping the ball out of there. Had uh, four uh, clearances, uh, which is brilliant. Had four marks as well, 511 metres gained for us. Um, and also, uh, you know, sort of bobbed up with a with a goal assist as well. So he's bringing everyone else into the uh, into the game with 11 score involvements, mate. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Couldn't ask for any more from Jakey Stringer. And what a play we've got on our hands, mate. Uh, so how about yourself? How did you read it? Very similar. Um, and it was hard because uh, there's a lot of players, as you said, mate, really deserve votes. But with only you know five at your disposal, uh, five players can get votes. Uh, it makes it hard. So, um, but I did go the same as you, mate. I go five to Jake Stringer. I think you know he's the most influential player on the ground. Um, I agree with you with Darcy Parrish. Gave him four. Uh, it's great to see him back to. Not that he dropped off form, but. Yeah, I think he obviously got a lot more attention. Um, uh, so he really you know, dominated. I, I just fell out of the middle. They say his clearance work was, was fantastic. Um, and I thought his kicking was much improved, mate. Uh, so that was a good game by him. I gave three to Ridley as well. I thought he, you know, some of his markings just so good. For a bloke his size, you know, he doesn't uh, have a big body at all, but you know, he just positions himself so well. Has pretty sure uh, hands, mate. For... Yeah, that uh, that mark he took when he <laughs> almost had him around the other, um, yeah. like the sun defender, oh, no, Ford's uh, yeah. body. <laughs> it was just incredible. Yeah. And I reckon he had one taken off him because there was one mark where he, I thought he clearly took the mark and yep. was paid to. Uh, That's right, to uh, to Jeffrey. Yeah. So um, I thought he got ripped off one there. But um, uh, great game by Jordan and. Uh, he continued his great form. Um, this is where I differ uh, a little bit, mate. I, I went actually two votes to Mason Redmond. I thought he had a really good game up half back. Um, you know, when, you know, funny enough, he was suspended originally, uh, if we remember back. Um, so it's great that he got off. But, you know, he had the 30 disposals, 16 kicks, 14 ambles, six marks, uh, two tackles. But, yeah, you know, his kicking was really good and... Um, you know, it's great to see him have confidence again. You know, we saw him last year and he just looks a beaten man. Um, yeah, he just looks to be loving his footy. And, you know, uh, him and Nick Hind on that half-back line really, uh, you know, setting us up well. Um, but finally, I just gave the one vote. And a bit like you, mate, I couldn't leave him out totally. I had to give one vote to Zach Merritt uh, you know, with his 31 disposals. Um, yeah, he's just... Yeah, it's hard not to see. Um, yeah, hard to, not to to see him because he's just so active around the footy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, fantastic to see. 
just before you give out the vote tally, mate, um, we can confirm Essendon versus Collingwood will take place at the MCG. Uh, that'll be at 3.20 on Sunday. So that's confirmed now. Um, there was some worry, you know, with the new lockdown, um, you know, what could happen there. Uh, but definitely we played at the G, unfortunately, without crowds. But, um, yeah, let's hope we can knock off the pies and hold that spot in the eight. But uh, before we go any further, we've got to see how we're tracking after the 21st game of this year for the Bombers. Absolutely, mate. So going from the bottom, so we've got two votes each to Shield, Cutler, Stewart. Three votes to Phillips. Four votes to Durham. Five each to Francis and Jones. Six votes each to Cox and Snelling. Seven votes to Draper. Fifteen to Redmond. Uh, oh, sorry, fifteen to Redmond, Hooker and Wright. Fourteen to Perkins. Uh, Tipper is on eighteen votes. Langford on 21, Laverde and McGrath both on 26, uh, Heppel on 29, Stringer on 52, Hind on 53, Ridley on 86, Parrish on 104 votes, and out on top, Zach Merritt with 114 Don's Cast Medal votes. Wow, so uh, this is, uh, one more game to go at least, and obviously final, so... The votes will carry on into finals, obviously, if we play. Um, so, yeah, it's a real race of two, isn't it? Certainly is, mate. But, uh, yeah, really heading up there. Yeah, okay. Well, um, why don't we have another break? And when we come back, we'll go by the numbers. And you're listening to Don's Cast. The mayor, it's time to go by the numbers. And after many weeks, it's finally time to start with number one, Andy McGrath. Yeah, mate. Uh, you know, long, long time since we've, since we've called his name. And, uh, you know, by his own account, he was, was pretty rusty, but definitely better for the run. Um, yeah, it was good to see him out there. Um, yeah, done a couple of nice things. Um, yeah, had three clearances, three tackles, which is uh, good to see. So got involved in the game at 13 disposals. Um, one thing I didn't like was seeing him kick it over the shoulder again. Um, you know, I hope he can clean up that habit. But apart from that, you know, just one of those games where he had to get some run in his legs, get back up to speed of alpha footy and, uh, yeah, I suppose be better for the run for next week. Yeah, he only went at 46% disposal efficiency. So, mm. um, yeah, obviously first game back, uh, we can certainly cut him some slack, but yeah, if we get a fit and firing Andy McGrath, uh, he'll certainly help us, uh, particularly as we march for, uh, before a final, mate. So mm. um, great to see the number one out there. Uh, Sammy Draper, I really wanted to yeah, apologise to him. He, again, he missed out on my votes and um, he's becoming a real presence, mate. And uh, He's just a heart and soul kind of player. You know, the players mm. seem to gravitate to him. He's just a great player to watch and yeah, he's so exciting. So um, he had a pretty good game, I thought. Yeah, he did, mate. Uh, yeah, I thought he kind of beasted uh, Smith in the ruck there. Uh, 24 hitouts, uh, five clearances. And that's a bit I really love about his game, um, you know, because it's not just one and done. He uh, fights for the footy and pushes for it, uses that physicality. 
Um, only the 10 disposals, but uh, yeah, certainly taken a few marks there. Uh, made his impact felt a bit more with uh, with four score involvements uh, and one intercept possession. So, uh, yeah, I'd say a good game from Sammy Draper. Yeah, just the only blemish. There was one where he um, was racing out of the square, mate, and uh, just had to make the decision quicker to That's hand it. off. <laughs> kind of got in two minds, which can happen with Ruffman. Yeah. Um, but like I said, everything he does, is, you know, he's just got to love the excitement uh, that he provides. So. Mm. He's going to be a great player to watch over the yeah, years ahead. Um, Darcy Parrish, mate, we both gave him second best on, and um, yeah, he really returned to dominant form. Uh, yeah, he had a great game, didn't he? Certainly did, mate. Uh, he was bloody everywhere. I mean, not much more I can add, but another cracker of a game from Darcy Parrish. Uh, Dev Smith, um, he seems to be having more of an impact. Like he's still having around the same amount of uh, disposals, you know. 13 to 16 uh, disposals a week. So he's not having a huge amount of the ball. But uh, that goalie kick was fantastic you know, on the siren. And, mm. um, yeah, he missed a couple of other opportunities he could have kicked. Uh, you know, with Tipper out, we needed his, you know, pressure. And that's one thing that really caught my eye. He's only recorded as having three tackles. But uh, every time I you know, could see him in screen, he was busting a gut to get to, uh, you know, the, the opposition. Um so that creates forward pressure and um, yeah, good to see him running around. You know, he doesn't seem to be hobbling around, so he's got a bit of power in his legs. So I guess we'd like to get him up to, you know, around that 15 to 20 disposals, um, you know, each week and, yeah, probably a bit more impact on the scoreboard. But, yeah, I thought he was quite serviceable on the day. Yeah, he was, mate. And, uh, yeah, one thing I found quite a funny, like, he's obviously been told, Look, mate, you got to give the ball off a bit, not be so goal hungry. But there was one one instance, mate, where he really could have had the opportunity just to to run in and waltz in uh, for a goal. I uh, sort of had the the footy about forty meters out. Um, like he had uh, opponents behind him, obviously, but I reckon he could have burnt them uh, and taken a bit of space to kick it from about 30, 30 out. Uh, but he done the team thing, and that's when he kicked it to. Uh, Durham or Perkins, I think it might I think it was Perkins, yeah. That's it, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Perkins didn't manage the, the goal. So, um, yeah, that was one instance where he could have actually pinned the ears back. But then what do you do? You say, buddy, hey, you want me to take the shot or not? So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you, you can't um, have your cake and eat it too. But I, I thought he, um, yeah, played a solid game for us, uh, Dev. And, uh, it is good to see him, as you say, uh, to see him, uh, you know, running around uh, as opposed to hobbling around. So, uh, yeah, must be getting a bit more fitness in those legs. Yeah, Zach Merritt uh, continued to find a footy. You know, another 30 disposal plus game. Um, just 12 kicks, 19 handballs. So a lot of his uh, handballs really set us up for mm. attacking plays out of the centre. Um, so, yeah, he, he played a different style of game. He usually relies on his great kicking. Um, yeah, I just felt he kind of set us up more, you know, yeah. dishing off. So... Just a, uh, two marks, only the one tackle, which is surprising. Um, so, but a, a still a pretty good game by Zach Merritt. Oh, absolutely. Um, as you say, just his, like his class uh, decision-making with the pill, whether it's a handball here or there or um, or a nice kick, um, he does know how to cut sides up and break through their, uh, through their lines of defence. And, uh, yeah, to have five clearances um, is fantastic because... Uh, you know, he's not only 
doing the, the nice outside stuff. He's doing the grunt work as well. So, um, yeah, another really good game from Zach Merritt. Yeah. Um, Marty Gleeson was credited with the game, mate, um, but he wasn't used, thankfully, you know, in terms of, you know, we had another fit um, game with no injuries. So uh, Marty just sat. Um, so not much to discuss there. Uh, obviously, Dylan Shield, uh, his third or fourth game back, and he seemed a bit more comfortable, mate. And you know, I noticed he's playing a bit more on the half forward flank and then creeping up into the, uh, you know, onto, you know, spells on the ball. Mm. Um, and I thought he was quite good, um, you know, with his handballs, especially uh, setting up a bit like Zach Merritt earlier. Because um, he only had the eight kicks, but 13 handballs. But you know, a lot of his handballs are very good. Yeah, absolutely. And again, he was just finding blokes in, uh, in better positions where they could use their run and carry on. I thought um, like he was carrying the ball pretty well himself. And, um, you know, when he did kick, he didn't seem to be just um, just roosting it. Like he tried to make smart use of the footy. Uh, had a few clearances, a few tackles, which is uh, really, really positive to see. Um, so, uh, yeah, and to go with that, you know, five score involvements, um, and uh, four inside 50. So I thought, uh, yeah, he's really uh, building his, um, I suppose, building back into the season, if you will, um, really well. Like, um, yeah, you look at, it, I suppose, the, it's almost linear development over the last three games, um, you know, getting a bit more used to, uh, to the speed and the system and everything like that. So, um, yeah, building quite nicely. And, uh, let's say be... Um, yeah, breaks out even more against the pies. Yeah, I've got to say, um, one thing I noticed with Dill since <laughs> since he's returned, sorry, uh, has been his efforts trying to tackle. Um, mm. uh, I think he would admit himself, uh, he used to run a lot more further, you know, faster when he had the ball rather than chasing for the ball. Mm. Um, I really noticed him too. So I think that's the blue collar stuff that Truck was talking about that he wants us to have. Uh, there seems to be a lot more effort, um, you know, when we're chasing tail, so to speak, and, um, yeah, really good stuff for Jill to add that to his game. Um, Aaron Francis, mate, he looked a bit patchy at first, uh, you know, with his marking and stuff, like, uh, you know, he's playing a new role yeah, up forward. But uh, I thought he got better and better as the game went on. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, you know, had a couple of shots of goal, wasn't able to convert, but... You know, having those opportunities, um, you know, shows he can be dangerous up there. Uh, had the five marks. Um, so, you know, still using that aerial prowess. Actually had a goal assist, which was uh, excellent to see. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, playing that sort of more forward role, you have seven score involvement, six contested possessions. Um, you're doing pretty well. And, uh, yeah, his ball use sometimes is absolutely incredible. Like that, that kick into the centre ground we talked about. Um, a couple of times he went back and uh, took a nice mark. So uh, it's just good to see him playing well and enjoying his footy. So, yeah, another good game from Aaron Francis. Now, Blake, I need to owe an apology to, mate. It's Tom Cutler. Gee, his last month has been fantastic. And his field kicking, you know, must come with the confidence. Mm. Gee, you feel really safe when he's kicking the footy now. Like, he has a lot of power in that leg and... You know, they're like darts when he um, hits up the ball. And, you know, I've been really impressed with the way that he's rebounded after, let's say, mate, like we were calling 
you know, maybe that his papers would be stamped and here he comes and, uh, you know, he's making a real reclaim to you know, saving his career. Yeah, absolutely. Um, credit to him, credit to the coaching group who's obviously shown him a lot of confidence. Um, you know, we've sort of said all throughout, uh, even when we were frustrated with him, he's got the tools. Um, and, you know, it's the last month of footy that shows you he can absolutely be an AFL level footballer. Uh, the run and carry we saw through the middle of the ground was great. Um, his kicking, which, as you said, mate, a couple of times, he just kicks some beautiful passes to uh, to blokes in better positions. And he's got a lot of uh, depth and penetration on his kick. So, like, he can kick over uh, defensive lines of opposition um, to hit blokes, you know, 10, 15 metres out in space to give him a bit of room to run in. So, um, nah, he's, he's shown that... Um, you know, he's starting to show a bit of good vision. Uh, he's a bit more, um, like, he's a lot better with his contested work. Like I saw towards the end of that last quarter, I think it was he um, had a, a contested marking um, uh, win against, uh, I forget who it was, but um, uh, it was just in the... Was back. it Jeffrey? I think it was Jeffrey. Could have been Jeffrey, yeah, but, but it was just in that back flank there, which... To me, it was um, just a great sign that um, he's really backing himself now. Um, so to have four intercept possessions, two score involvements, um, uh, two inside 50s, um, and you know, to have gained 420 metres gained for us. Um, like, And he's not playing that wing role uh, anymore. He's, he's playing that more sort of halfback uh, kind of role. So I, I think he's uh, you know, really showed that... Um, you know, when he applies himself, he can absolutely belong at AFL level footy. So, uh, no, well done to him and good game. Uh, man, you gave votes to, and, you know, let's face it, he did give Ben King a bath, uh, Jaden Laverty. Um, or if I jumped ahead, I jumped ahead. You jumped ahead. Yeah, I do it every week. Right? <laughs> How could I forget Jordan Ridley? Um, he was fantastic. Uh, we both gave you three votes each, and... Uh, yeah, his marking, as I said earlier, was fantastic to watch. Um, yeah, fantastic game by Jordan. Um, yeah, his last, as I said, last 11, 10, or 11 to 12 weeks just been magnificent. Absolutely. Um, yeah, not much more I can add, mate. Just so assured um, with the pill and even without it, um, just his contested work, his, his ability to, um, you know, sort of get to the, uh, get to the ball first or uh, create that overlap, that run to uh, blokes can get it over the top and get it out of our back 50. Absolutely incredible. So another great game for Rids. Now what I was about to say was um, <laughs> <laughs> Jaden Laverde, mate. Um, yeah, he really did give Ben King a bath and, um, you know, just totally controlled that. And just, you know, he, he gave away many centimetres to uh, Ben King, but mm. just his strength. You know, a couple of times, just the contempt that he had for Ben King's strength <laughs> was just like pushed him off, take a mark. And, you know, I'm sure, yeah, that would have hurt Ben King's confidence, you know, seeing this guy, you know, much shorter than him, but just having the, the real brute strength to, you know, you know, push him away at will. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, yeah, fantastic game from Liberty. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing to see, like, uh, someone put some stats up. Over the last, what, eight years or so he's been playing footy, uh, the most games he's managed in a season is 10. Uh, that was a couple of years ago. Uh, he's played all 21 so far this season. So, um, 
fantastic work from uh, from Jaden Laverde and uh, you just what a season he's put together. Just so solid and dependable down there, uh, and another great game from him. Yeah, I'll be really interested to see him uh, how he polls in the Crichton Medal. I reckon uh, Truck will really value what he's doing down there. Um, but also, like as you said, mate, he's played through injury. You know, we know he's battling with that shoulder as well. Um, but you know, he, he hasn't made it look like it's really bothering him. Mm. Um, so, you know, in the past, you know, he's been able to pick up those long, soft tissue injuries that keep him out of the game for you know, many weeks at a time. Mm. It's great to see him have that continuity of um, playing footy each week and he's really learned his role. And for a guy, as I say, you know, almost regularly gives away um, much height to his opponent. Uh, yeah, he's just his power is just you know really impressive and yeah you know, he's played on some big big name opponents and done fantastic on them. Uh, Archie Perkins mate returned to the side. Uh, I found it, I thought he had a lot of bounce mate. He looked like he had a bit more power in the legs you know mm. after having a break. Um, yeah, probably quite uh, as the game went on, but yeah, you know, he kicked the goal. Um, he, you know, he missed that shot that we talked about Dev um, setting him up on. Uh, five kicks, five handles, uh, three marks and a couple of tackles. There's a player there, mate. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, with Nick Cox having the rest last week, um, you know, they're going to kind of alternate those two back and forth um, or will they want to give Perkins all the experience he can get? Because he was quite good, I thought, and, could easily hold his spot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously, like every game you get into these blokes is another game uh, towards their development as players. And uh, as you say, there's there's real signs there. Like that goal was absolute class. Um, even being able to take that <clears throat> that mark to, for that shot at goal. Oh yeah, he missed it, but it's not the end of the world. Um, you know, he'll he'll learn from that. He'll learn how to you know get a routine and calm down when he's having shots at goal. So he'll be better for that experience. Um, and you have to remember, like, they're not playing in front of crowds, so it must be pretty weird out there um, yeah, to be in front of an empty stadium, um, yeah, to be having shots at goal and sort of uh, throw you off a bit. So, no, uh, absolutely got to back this bloke in. Um, yeah, he'll be a star of the competition one day. Yeah. Uh, James Stewart, again, rebounded well, mate. Um we talked about that one where he kind of tapped the ball over and gave the Suns a goal. You know, that's just something that I'm sure will be brought up to him during the week. But, you know, I thought he had a bit of composure down back and actually played, you know, quite a serviceable game down back and you know, is another one of those cogs of those new new line, uh, new look defensive uh, group. Yeah, absolutely. Um Look, I think he was solid. Um, yes, a couple of brain fades here and there, but um, like one thing I really like about him is his agility. And um, he's actually quite quick for a, a big bloke. There was a couple of times there where the ball would spill in the Gold Coast forward line, and he was able to put on a bit of a burst of pace and um, get to the footy. Uh, there was one in particular where if he didn't get there, there were two sons got to gobble it up, and he um, was able to slap it in the path of Jaden Laverde. He was able to get it out of there. So... Um, I think they're building like some really good chemistry down there. So I thought he played quite well, like seven intercept possessions, um, used the footy quite well. So went at 87.5%, 
uh, disposal efficiency, seven contested possessions. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, he's absolutely playing a role down there. So uh, good work to Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, uh, Nick Hind, again, mate, um, sung his praises many times this year. And again, uh, he, he had a real good game. And, you know, the Suns just couldn't, you know, contain him from, you know, having an impact on the footy. No, they couldn't, mate. Um, yeah, this is this is one like he's he's one I really wanted to give a vote to. Um, like thirty possessions, uh, he just gave us so much um, good run and carry off the halfback, um, giving options all game. Like had eight marks, mate. Um, which is bloody great work. Four hundred nine meters game, which is fantastic. The thing for me that probably uh, I got frustrated at was him continually um, sort of falling over. Like, uh, yeah, needed to put the long stop in, stops in on, on that occasion, I think. Um, but to have uh, 12 intercept possessions, eight score involvements, uh, use the ball very well at 83% um, with three inside 50s. Um, you know, it gave us um, so much drive uh, out of that half back line and used the ball really well. So another really good game from Nick Hind and... Um, yeah, what a steal he's been for us. Yeah, now, Peter Wright, uh, we saw his seven goals last week. He, he set himself for this game, um, Truck had said during the week, you know, against his old team. Um, he was actually well held, I thought, by Sam Collins, I think it is, uh, mm. you know, had his number. But, yeah, he certainly wasn't, um, yeah, it wasn't like he was a, a burden to the team, but he's obviously a lot quieter than the week before. Yeah, had the uh, eight kicks, six handballs. Sorry, six ki- six kicks, two handballs, four marks, and uh, two tackles. So, um, and obviously did a bit of the rough work with ten tap outs. But yeah, yeah, obviously you don't expect him to kick seven goals every week, and you know, didn't get on the scoreboard this week. But I thought, um, yeah, he's still a target. And as you say, mate, he brought the ball to the ground a few times and set up. You know, a few goals from you know bringing making a contest. So, mm. um, as I said, I, I think you know we've we've Peter Wright. You know, you take what you get out of him, but he's a very serviceable second ruckman. Absolutely, mate. And I think um, like that's the that's a good point you raise. Where yes, he kicked seven goals and was the star last week, but um, like you know, we didn't bring him in for that, and we're certainly. Uh, you know, with the Suns still paying most of his salary, mate. Um, you know, we're not paying the the big money for him. Um, for what he does provide is a is a real role player uh, to play. Um, like I think, quite a, a serviceable hand um, going up in the ruck there. Like had ten hitouts, which is bloody good work. Uh, but those four marks were, were good, and as you say, like he he brought the ball to ground a couple of times, and from that we're able to get a couple of goal opportunities. Um, you know, Stringer, Guelphy. Um, all these guys were um, beneficiaries of uh, Peter Wright flying for the contest. No, he didn't take the mark, but um, he made sure that that ball hit the deck as opposed to going to Sun's hand. So I think you really have to look at the, um, I suppose, the total body of work than, uh, than just his stat sheet alone. Uh, four score involvements, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, he, he played a role and uh, done a solid job of it. So um yeah, well done to Peter Wright, and I'm sure uh, you know, get himself set for Collingwood, who um, you know, he, he previously played a very good game against them. So let's hope he can uh, back it up again. 
Yeah. Um, great to see the captain back, Dyson Heppel. Um, I thought he yeah, was very brave playing those. He's got two thumbs, mate, that are actually, uh, you know, we all have two thumbs, or most of us do, but um, <laughs> he's got the two, uh, two thumbs that have had surgery and uh, a couple of times he had to go off and get them re-strapped. But, um, yeah, he, he played very well and such a leader. You just see him getting around the boys. And, you know, he, he must, you know, inspire them. And, uh, you know, I'm really glad he's the captain of the club. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, look, um, full credit to him, full credit to the, the team and the coaching staff because last year um, there were quite a lot of us questioning um, whether we would continue to be the captain of the Essendon Football Club. But I think we've definitely seen throughout the course of this year, he's definitely the man to, to lead us. Um, I think a lot of those questions came from, I guess, the overall reality that he wasn't able to get on the park all that often over the past few years um, and obviously has an impact on your ability to, um, yeah, I suppose, provide that um, that window as to um, what he does as a captain. Like us fans, we don't see the background stuff. We don't see what he does at Windy Hill or, or Taller Marine, wherever we are. Um, but, you know, this year we've seen some um, some vision where, uh, like he's addressed the the team after a, a close loss and said, you know, we're this close, uh, we're this close to getting it. Um, we've seen him take those courageous marks. Uh, we've, he's backed into packs. He's um, gone with the flight of the ball. Um, you know, we've seen him lay a few bumps like to to release a teammate. They're the things that um, Dyson does as a leader, which is um, by by action rather than just words. Um, obviously he speaks very well, but it's that kind of stuff that we loved him for. So it's great to see that he's been able to string like quite a number of games together this year, um, battling through injury as well. Uh, and again, this game, we, we saw him demonstrate real leadership. Uh, some of those marks were really important. So six marks over the course of the game, two goal assists, getting his teammates involved, getting them a goal, uh, which I'm sure would give him um, no end of pleasure and actually used the ball really well, um, you know, 90.5% uh, with 11 contested possessions. And, you know, using the ball well isn't always uh, Heppel's strength. So, uh, you know, I, I thought he had a really good game for us. And, um, yeah, is, a, is another one that, you know, you, you could have given a vote to, but um, it's just another really uh, solid game from our captain, Hep. Yeah, the man... Won the game, or I shouldn't say win the game, won the game, but he was certainly was the, the star of the show, wasn't he? Jake Stringer and you know, kicking the five goals and just being a commanding presence out there. Absolutely, mate. And uh, we saw Scooter from the Lunchtime uh, Catch Up podcast uh, just outline that Jake Stringer outscored the Suns five goals, one to their four goals, six. So, um, pretty good effort there from, from Jakey. But look, the, the thing with Jake Stringer is like the stat sheet don't tell the story with him, like 19 possessions. Like you'd say that's a pretty good game, but it was just the way he did it. Um, you know, bullocking out of the centre of the ground. Um, like he did seem, um, you know, a man among boys at times, uh, just pushing off his opponent um, and really dictating to them where he's going to go and what he's going to do with the footy. Uh, had the four clearances. Um, so, look, he's... Whether he plays forward or in the centre, he's making an impact. So another great game from Jake Stringer. Yeah, Mason Redmond uh, got off that 
uh, suspension and uh, really made it count because you know, his field kicking and you know, just his competitiveness uh, was just fantastic and, um, and one of his better games for the year, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Stiff, um, stiff that I, I couldn't find a vote for him. Um, you know, 30 possessions, uh, just played out of his skin. Uh, you know, six marks, so, uh, which is great to see. Uh, a couple of tackles and showed that good bit of physicality. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, carried the ball from end to end for us. So 583 metres gained. We had the uh, nine intercept possessions from him, four score involvements um, with four inside 50. So fantastic game from Mason Ribbon. And I really hope that he continues that, uh, that vein of form uh, going into the game against Collingwood. Yeah. Um, Matt Crawford, I thought he played very well as again, mate. He made the most of his opportunities. Um, you know, he had the 15 disposals, nine kicks, six handballs, four marks, two tackles, but surprisingly, two goals, one in kick. So, came a bit of a uh, you know, a bit of a scoreboard presence. And, uh, you know, he's just such a competitor. Um, I always feel like we look better when he's in the side. Yeah, definitely. He does all these hard things. Um, so I, I thought he had a great game. Like those two goals were really important. Had the six score involvements in the end with uh, two intercept possessions, uh, seven contested possessions. So playing that sort of defensive forward kind of role there. Had a tackle inside 50, which is great to see. Um, yeah, I thought he played a really solid game. And I'm the same as you, mate. I, I think, um, you know, while some blokes have the all the polish in the world. Uh, Guelph, he's not one of those players, but he, he gives you blood, sweat and everything else. Um, uh, he, he won't leave anything out of the park. So I, I thought he played a really solid game for us and um, surely should be uh, allowed the opportunity to follow that up against the Pies. Yeah, now, uh, Clark, Dylan Clark is, again, he, he was a surprise inclusion a few weeks back, mate, but he's really done well to hold his spot. Um, had the 15 disposals himself, four kicks, 11 handballs. So you don't expect him to get a lot of kicks because you know, that is one of his uh, deficiencies. But he's very strong around the ball um, and, and does set us up well with those handballs. Uh, four marks, uh, two tackles and kicked a goal himself. So, um, yeah, so he's been a surprising inclusion and, He's done well to hold his spot. Uh, yeah, the pressure's going to come soon. Yeah, when you're looking at Langford and, and Tip and Woody, you're, you're finding hard to get back in. But for the time being, he's done enough to hold his spot, I think. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. He, he plays a role for us. Uh, had the four score involvements, two intercept possessions, um, with a tackle inside 50. So another, um, like, that's that's what they want to do. They want to lock it up inside the, the forward 50 there, get us plenty of opportunities to... Uh, to kick a score, had a few clearances, uh, and that's, I suppose, his point of difference. He doesn't mind doing the, the tough stuff. Yes, his uh, ball use is a bit limited, but if he's uh, thinking through it, using that handball as opposed to um, to kicking, um, you know, you'll find teammates in better positions. Um, and to kick that goal, he's made the most of his opportunity. Uh, so uh, why don't Dylan Clark, whether he uh, you know, plays next week or not, um, that'll remain to be seen, but certainly he played a role for us, and that's all we expect. Um, yeah, when you when you come in uh, for the red and black, 
Now, another guy who could easily have got votes made is Will Snellick. Um, you know, he's had 20 possessions, 11 kicks, nine handballs, seven marks, four tackles. Such a smart footy player. And, uh, you know, I think Will will embarrass us again, mate, when the, the Crichton medal's on. Mm. Uh, obviously, they do their voting differently, but I think he's so highly thought of. Uh, he'll certainly be in the top 10 um, come Crichton medal night. Yeah, I dare say you're right, mate. Like he, like whenever he's fit, he's always in the side. Um, you know, he is one of those players that we use quite a lot as a link-up player. Uh, he doesn't always stand out because a lot of the work he does is uh, sort of in and under kind of stuff. Um, you know, whether it's the tackles or the, the handballs in tight, um, he he's a, a good decision maker. Uh, actually had eight score involvements, which is uh, pretty bloody good, and used the ball at 90% um, with four inside 50s to his name. So another really uh, solid game from Bill Snelling, so well done to him. Uh, Sam Durham has been a real find again, mate. Um, you know, Adrian Dodoro working overtime. He's finding the gems, and he's done it again because uh, uh, he's just looking more and more comfortable at senior level. Uh, 20 disposals. Eight kicks, 12 handballs, six marks, one tackle. That's I think that's his area of improvement. Yeah. I think he um, his effort is fantastic. But uh, at the moment, he's you know being danced around a bit a few times uh, when he's trying to lay a tackle. But having said that, um, everything he does with the ball has been great to watch. And uh, he's a f- fun player to watch, I reckon, because you can just see how much effort he's putting in and, um, and he's got a bit of skill about him. He certainly does, mate. And he uh, he seems to be one of those players that actually um, is able to think through situations, uh, you know, shows a, a bit of poise to hold on to the footy that moment longer uh, to try and make a smart option and, uh, you know, to kick a goal, have a goal assist as well, uh, so bring other blokes into the play is excellent. Uh, had six marks, so, um, you know, he's obviously showing his ability to find the pill in the um, other bomber players obviously trust him with it, so he's uh, demonstrated his ability to be a good user of the footy. Had six score involvements, which is fantastic. Um, so I think he strung together yet another really solid game for us. So well done to uh, to Sam Durham. Now Alec Waterman um, got a couple of goals you know, from limited opportunities. Must be said, he's had the seven disposals and all seven were kicks. Um, you know, two marks and three tackles. He dropped a couple of marks, mate, that he probably would have taken generally. Um, but yeah, like I like Alec being in the side. Um, but I think the pressure will come if Tipper comes back. Um, just because like it's going to be hard to bring in Tipper. You're going to have to take away another forward pocket. And so Alec Waterman, um, yeah, when you think he's done. Two goals usually does enough to keep the spot in the side, but um, it'll be interesting to see you know, if he holds his spot this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd love to see him um, hold his spot. I, I think uh, he has a um, an element of difference. Um, yeah, with that ranging left boot of his, uh, pretty accurate kick, has demonstrated an ability to take some good marks. I think the difficulty for him is it's hard to find consistency when you. You know, you're in and out of the side. Um, you know, we've seen that previously with other players such as Langford and Laverde, where you're playing, you're not playing, and it's hard to develop any sort of level of consistency 
uh, with that. Um, so I'd like to see him uh, stick to his spot. The um, I guess the it's it's one of those things where yeah something has to give if you're going to bring back Tipper. Well, um, of course if he's fit you you bring him in. Um, a few blokes going to be up on the chopping block. Um, you know whether it's a whether it's a Clark, whether it's a Waterman. Um, you know who knows how it'll go. Um, but for me that competition for spots is uh, is what's going to drive us forward as a footy club because. Um, you know, if everyone knows that, you know, if if you drop a game, you don't you don't perform. Um, there's someone there ready to take your spot. So, um, look, I, I think there is absolutely a spot for him. He um, as that sort of mid-sized uh, marking forward that can, uh, you know, be a reliable shot for goal. I definitely think he's uh, he's good enough. But uh, yeah, to kick two goals, one, um, not a bad return. But I'm sure uh, he'll be looking to. Uh, uh, you know, state his case to, uh, you know, stay in the side uh, if we do make finals. But it was good to see um, late three tackles, so showing a bit more uh, uh, intent there. So I'd have to say a, a, an average solid game for him. I think that's it, isn't it, mate? We got that's it. Yeah. Now, I'm um, just breaking news. Um, Tom Brown reporting. Bombers yeah. star defender, Michael Hurley is weighing up his football future. The 31-year-old still has a year to run on his contract, but is suffering ongoing effects from uh, from bravely fighting off a potentially fatal hip infection. So, um, you know, you wonder if that changes the the opinion of Kale Hooker, Um, because obviously if uh, Michael does decide to retire, which will be a sad moment because he... He didn't get to be uh, farewelled on the footy ground. Um, but obviously his health becomes first, mate. And mm. If he's still got lingering effects of that you know, hip infection, um, he's probably weighing up, you know, is it worth putting in a pre-season where, you know, his, his health has to be priority number one. So, yeah, um, yeah sad to hear that. Uh, you know, I was kind of hopeful we'd see Michael again suiting up in the number 18 next year. But, um, yeah, that's uh, just come to hand, that news. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess grain of salt with anything coming out of Tom Brown. Um, but, uh, you know, it is something that I guess, you know, all fans uh, would probably have considered, knowing, noting the seriousness of that injury. Um, and I think it can't be understated uh, for both Hurley and Hooker how important they've been uh, for this club, um, you know, both of them have been so loyal. Um, they had opportunities to to jump at big money offers, um, and both of them stuck that with the with the bombers, uh, despite the uh, the rubbish that they've been put through, mate. Um, so, um, yeah, if it is the case that they end their careers uh, at Essendon this year, um, yeah, I'm sure all bomber supporters will. Um, yeah, really like to voice their support and admiration for those two blokes who um, who you know, gave their sweat, blood, tears for this club um, and, and can't be thanked enough uh, for helping us through the, the hard times because um, certainly they've had to do it tough, mate. Um, you know, for these two blokes who, um, you know, I'm pretty sure we're both all Australians in that um, 
that defence there. Uh, but we, you know, despite how good they were, we we never managed a final win uh, in their time. Um, that's uh, obviously a bit of a shame, but I think the the mark they've left from the Essendon Football Club, whether it's the uh, the end or not, um, yeah, just just can't be undersold there. And like I guess Kale's season's not over yet. Um, you know, unless uh, Truck has a change of heart, he, he might even have a look at him again. Um, but I guess yeah, it would be sad if those two Essendon boys who've been so loyal to the club. Uh, were to part with the club, but also says again about the Essendon new breed and uh, reiterating what I said earlier, mate, I think it definitely puts Daniel Talia in the picture, uh, you know, back in the frame. So, um, yeah, we'll see how this all plays out. But, uh, yeah, if it was to be the case, obviously, you know, only admiration for those two boys, um, you know, in Hooker and Hurley. Absolutely, mate. All right, well... Um, that's another episode in the books, mate. Um, come back and do it all again next week, uh, hopefully confirming our spot in the eight. And uh, we can talk about who we're going to play in that first week of the finals, which uh, just the other news, mate, is there's no more buy before the finals. So we'll mm-hmm. go straight into the finals. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how we go with that. But um, let's hope we get there first, mate. We've got to bank <laughs> that last win. That's it. <laughs> But until next week, go Bombers. Go Dons.